0: Hi, this is Steven Durock, the writer-director of The Rage, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast.
1: Hi, welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast, episode number 182. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the werewolves within... We also have a interview. Steve, if you want to take it away.
2: Yeah, so uh, we interviewed Stephen DeRock. He is the writer-director of a short film called The Rage, and it's been winning a bunch of awards at festivals all around North America. Uh, it's his first film, and he's a friend of mine, so I figured we'd interview him, talk about what it's like to sh- do a short and all that stuff. Uh, he's a great interviewer, great guy, and I foresee uh, big things in his career. So uh, yeah, it's a fun interview, so check it out at the end of the episode
1: very cool so you heard steve you hear myself todd uh we have joe's on we got sony blade herself again i know i've used that joke <laughs> in the past but i'm gonna use it again <laughs>
3: Go for sam, it, sam
1: um guys i have some uh, disturbing news for you
3: Ooh. what
1: you guys are all aware of my supernatural things in my, my various homes correct yeah well i got a new ring camera and <sighs> i put it in my basement and let's just say if you're, if you're into orbs,
3: oh, <laughs>
1: if you're if you believe orbs are not dust, then I have quite the problem. If you think it's just dust, then maybe I need the dust. But seeing a lot of orb issues, so
4: I want to see
5: you should yeah. put that up in like a ghost group and see what people say.
1: <laughs> I definitely should. So, <laughs> um, I'm just glad, like, you know, Reagan's not coming to life in the middle of the night walking around the basement.
4: <laughs> <before>. Not yet,
1: <laughs> yeah, not yet. But yeah, what's up with you guys?
5: Not much. Just had a good fourth. Sam and I um went over to a friend's house and, and Joe got a new it. tattoo. I got a new tattoo. Yes. I got a Freddy Krueger tattoo. You can check it out. I posted it in the Discord and all my social medias, so you can check it out. I'm extremely happy with it. It came out great.
4: Joe, you should tell um, them yeah. about you posting it in the group. In the group oh app. yeah.
5: I posted it in like a random horror group and they were like That's completely not your tattoo. First of all, it looks way too fresh. I was way too healed for like a brand new tattoo. I was like, "Well, like it's mine." I was like, "I mean, the guy like was constantly wiping it like to make sure it looked good for the pictures and stuff." And like, and then she replied, "It's your lie. Tell you how you want it, or like whatever." And then she uh, deleted the post and like blocked me from the group.
3: (laughs) Over a tattoo. Wow. Over a tattoo. Which group is
5: this? (laughs) um i think it was called like halloween and horror memes or something like
4: that
1: that's hilarious but he also posted it was too nice that's the problem
4: yeah he posted a photo of himself showing his tattoo (laughs) yeah and then that's when the lady like kicked him out because i yeah i I felt like a dumbass but it's like who argues about this stuff
5: Uh, yeah but uh there was a little bit of space uh in between my freddie and jack Torrance. so i also added uh danny on his uh little uh trike there as well to fill the space so that was pretty cool too
4: cool man yeah looks great i freddy there you think that's your favorite one
5: um yeah it might be because freddy's been always been my favorite it's hard to pick they're all kind of like your babies you know because you sit through them and stuff but yeah i'd go i think i think this freddy one might be my favorite and now on to the next yeah, do
1: you have an idea for the next one? You need, you no, 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 no. <laughs> you need to buy a new laptop first. <laughs> yeah, laptop. For real, <laughs> it's it's like three hundred bucks <laughs> for a good one.
5: Yeah, I, I'll definitely do that. Um, he was yeah, he was asking me. I I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards maybe like a Halloween Michael Myers piece, but we'll see. I have some other ideas too. So,
1: how much do you tip Joe on your tattoos? Are you like a twenty dollar um, tipper?
5: I no, I mean I tip like twenty percent usually. So. On, so this one. Good tipper. on this one it was like a yeah it was like a couple hundred bucks tip so jeez yeah <laughs> it was he stayed for a long time i mean i was there for over 10 hours so we watched it chapter two it's like because he put on uh he has like chromecast so like he let me just put on whatever i wanted so we watched it chapter two i'm sorry it chapter one um hill house of a thousand corpses the descent hell house llc and uh hatchet like all of those movies in that in that sitting so that's how long i was there for it was insane yeah
2: that's crazy man just
5: <laughs> yeah it it honestly it was like the least painful tattoo i've had though um but like the last hour and a half did start to i did start to feel it <laughs> yeah
2: i find with long sessions it's less the tattoo and more just like my back or my like you know just yeah being uncomfortable like physically just mm-hmm. sitting there so long yeah
5: yeah, the position I was in my neck was like honestly my neck pain was worse than the tattoo. Like it was just it was brutal. Like, yeah, but and now you know. your house smells
1: like A <laughs> and D Yeah,
5: no, like because I use uh he uses Sanoderm, which is like the best healing thing ever. It's basically like this like clear plastic wrap that goes over the tattoo and you keep it on for between five and seven days. And it's like he I've only used it with uh this tattoo artist and it's like it's my tattoos heal so nice that's awesome and everyone had a good fourth of july uh
2: didn't mm-hmm. uh get too yeah.
5: sick <laughs> oh man it was like the worst it was one of the worst hangovers i've had in a long time <laughs> the Same. next day but uh it was fun we sang a lot of karaoke
4: mm-hmm. and
5: that was, uh, was, was a blast
4: <laughs> yeah and we took raven and she got to hang out off of a leash and just hung out sniffed everyone it was nice not having to like Worry about her twenty four seven. Yeah, it was good that we could just trust her, kind of.
2: <laughs> yeah, and spoiler alert: uh, hangovers don't get any easier as you age. So, yeah, you gotta watch no. your drinking. That's for sure. um All right, you guys ready for some questions? Let's, do, Let's it. do it. All right, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or of course on our Discord. Uh, just ask us for the link. Always a good time in there. A lot of great people. It's been growing and the conversation is just really, really cool over there. So the first question comes to us from Mandy. She says, hey squad, you all talked a bit about the butterfly effect last week. Is there a moment in your life that you remember having to make a choice and that choice has completely changed the trajectory of your life? Do you think what would have happened if you made another choice?
3: Oh, <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to get like, I don't want to get too personal, but Um, I have been divorced, so like, if you know, I had made a different decision. Um, yeah, that totally could have. I could have. I would have never met Sam. So, yeah.
4: Yeah, mine's along the same line. Like, I was engaged, and so I wonder, like, my life would have been so different if I was just married and stayed in Kansas. Mm -hmm.
1: Fun fact: I am the same person for both of those—engaged to Sam, married to Joe. (laughs)
3: There you (laughs) go
1: uh yeah that's a pretty deep one huh i I guess little things can like change things huh like deciding not to oh yeah yeah i mean i think my wife rejected me a couple times and nothing creepy like you know like those weird guys go after but like just you know being persistent so Mm -hmm. if you would have given up then no wife no kids no this house nothing so small small stuff
5: Todd, I'd just like to mention, ever since you mentioned the ghost thing, the lights above me have been flickering like crazy, like insanely crazy. Didn't, didn't
1: Sam say something about that where she thinks he, someone communicates?
5: Yeah, Yeah, they've been going off like crazy uh, for the past like few minutes here. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, okay. I'll try to hold on. You probably can't see it, yeah, but they're going. They're going. <laughs> Typical <cool> ghost story. <laughs> 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 it's, it's
2: giving you a sign, Joe. It's telling you get a new computer. We need need your mom and your stat. Right. (laughs) Um, For me, it's along the same lines, I guess. So I met my wife online and I used a service called OKCupid. And the way OKCupid works is every week it gives you three quivers, which is three people they send to you based off the answers that you gave to like a bunch of questions that you got in your questionnaire. And she was one of those quivers. And I initially said no because I had three cardinal things that I absolutely did not want in a partner. And one of them was uh, non-smoking and she was a smoker. So I said, no, I'm not going to take her, but I didn't delete it, which I always did. But for this one time I didn't delete it. And after a week they expire and then you get sent the new batch. Well, uh, so when the new batch came in, no, sorry, the day before the new batch was going to come in, I was having a particularly down day. I'm like, you know what, whatever I'll message this girl maybe i can make her change and become a non-smoker which i did successfully (laughs) and uh sure enough yeah, i ended up marrying her so
4: i never knew you guys met online
2: yeah we did uh her next question which horror video game would you like to see turned into a movie
5: yes because werewolves was in apparently it's based off a video game which i guess maybe steve will be the expert on that one i had no idea but um what would I like to see? I think Fatal Frame because I love that game and I've talked about it a few times on the show and it's very scary and I think it could be made into a, a really creepy movie too.
4: Um, I feel like I I'm, I i am don't know a lot of horror games that haven't already pr- been turned into a video game. So I don't have an answer for this one.
1: Uh, Steve might say this one, so I'm going to steal it anyway. Dead Space would be a really good video game adaptation because it's super scary and super gory already. So like a big budget, oh, Steve's going to say Bioshock, probably. Yeah, but uh, no, Dead Space would be awesome. If you don't know the plot, it's, you know, space, they go to a derelict ship, they board it, there's some shenanigans going on with like monsters coming around, but it's super gory, so that'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, Dead Dead Space is a great one, but I am going to say Bioshock. Uh, In Bioshock, yeah, a guy builds a city underwater because it's free of all like government and uh, religious, like, uh blockages so they can do whatever they want so they start experimenting on people with uh, different drugs who become like crazy and this guy later goes into this abandoned underground uh, underwater city and has to deal with all the crazy people and it's an amazing fucking it's one of the best video games ever and i think it would make an amazing movie it was actually supposed to be made by gore verbinski who did pirates of the caribbean but the budget was 330 million (laughs) so uh they uh, they, nixed they it. wouldn't have made it back either because video games don't
1: usually do that well.
2: No, exactly. Bummer. Yeah. Um. Her next question. With the exception of Salem, because duh, where would be the best place to take a horror vacation and why?
5: Uh, I know Sam wants to go here really bad and it's like I think one of the next obvious choices, although it will cost a lot of money, Transylvania.
4: <laughs> or Sleepy Hollow. That's like yeah. at the top of my list too.
5: Yeah, we're thinking about going there actually this fall. So.
1: Where are Sleepy all that? New York.
5: New York? Yeah.
4: And also, I'm really surprised. Um, I don't know what has made me realize this, but Connecticut is so spooky and scary. Like, I feel like it's more than what Salem is. And I don't <laughs> know why people don't talk about Connecticut more. Um, I feel like it's really underrated. I don't yeah. know specific locations or anything like that, but I feel like that should be like the i don't know holy grail of like ghost and <laughs> goblins and new england is it considered part of new england connecticut, connecticut
5: is not i don't believe it's connecticut not? is that's part of the tri-state like new york okay uh, new jersey connecticut yeah
4: well don't sleep or should i say don't creep on connecticut
5: because
4: <laughs> i feel like it's really scary
5: and yeah, Rhode, been- Rhode Island too. Which I apparently someone told me you can now stay at the uh conjuring house. They turned it into like a bed and oh breakfast or something. So you can. uh We might have to look into that, Sam.
4: <laughs> we should all go there. Let's plan like a couples trip.
5: <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah.
2: Wouldn't that be fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, would be down for sure. <laughs> uh, what about you, Todd? What do you think?
1: Uh, I don't know. Nothing really pops in my mind. Like if. I guess you got to go like old Europe, right? Where there's been thousands of years of history, so thousands of years of paranormal stuff.
3: Mm -hmm. Where's that other? Where's that
5: other place? Where's that other place, Sam? That's like a Halloween sort of, like where Halloween originated or whatever. Is it Anoka? Um, is it Anoka? I can't.
4: I have to see it to pronounce it. It's gonna be in trivia. (laughs) (laughs) It's in a. What
1: do you know what state? I think Minnesota, it's a- Minnesota. I think Minnesota. It's, Yeah, I think it's called Anouk. I think it's
5: Anok, Minnesota. Yeah. Halloween
1: started in Minnesota of all places. Apparently,
5: like I don't that's not if
4: it was... started there, but I, it's like also known as Halloween town.
5: I'm gonna do a little Wikipedia search. Go for, for it. it. But Steve, you can continue on. Yeah, uh, and my answer, and I
2: told her this, is because she's actually looking to <laughs> book a vacation for a horror place, uh, is actually Los Angeles. You know, I mean, a lot of serial yeah. killers are from there, a lot of the horror films are filmed there. So there's a lot of horror places in Los Angeles. I mean, it's not the first thing people think of, but when you really like deep dive into it, there's a lot of stuff to do uh, as far as horror history goes, both real life horror and fictional horror.
1: You'd like the Queen Mary, Steve, if we get to Long Beach.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's something. Yeah, I think you talked about in the past, and that's definitely something I would. Yeah, check it's out.
1: pretty. It's cool.
5: Okay, so Anoka. Is considered the Halloween capital of the world. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, it because it hosted one of the
4: no, I think it's true, it's because it
5: hosted one of the first Halloween parades in 1920 and it continues to celebrate the holiday each year with several parades. So, there you go. I'm
1: reading, I'm reading it's Celtic from 2000 years ago in the United Kingdom in France,
5: well, in America.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
5: Huh. Leave, it, leave it to
2: america to just take something and be like no <laughs> we what were We first. do baby <laughs> yeah. right. you better watch this
1: steve we'll come for you <laughs> that's it we're claiming steve <laughs> 1920 right. anoka got it. Here this Plague, uh her last sorry plagued by a band of merry pranksters <laughs> that's cool
2: cool all right her last one is a little bit longer a uh, small story if i may I was wearing a horror shirt at a store and some guy stopped me out of nowhere to tell me i'm not a real fan of horror films and i shouldn't wear horror shirts (gasps) he then said if you're really a horror fan prove it to me tell me tell me one thing only a true horror fan would know let's just say he got more than he bargained for but i thought it made for an interesting question what What pure horror fact would you say if asked that question Oh and fuck gatekeepers.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'd be like I wouldn't even entertain him. I'd be like, "You know what? Dude, fuck you." Neither.
4: Okay, who is this from?
5: Said <laughs> uh, Bendy. What shirt was she wearing? I that think the guy he was would just be so trying triggered. to pick you
4: up. I know. I think he was hoping that he Maybe. could treat you like be in a fucking douchebag thinking, "Oh, I'm so fucking clever." And it's like, "Shut the fuck up and get out of my face."
5: He's watching if- he's watching too much of that show remember that show where it was like the matchmaker where the guy would like train all the guys to like nag on the girls and stuff like that do you remember that it was like on vh1 or something like that it was so weird Ew, no yeah,
2: if there's <laughs> one thing cheating? i can tell you about mandy though is that that guy is probably buried somewhere in a swamp yeah. <laughs> like, she, has some like broken legs. She, she probably destroyed him uh Good. but yeah anyway she we, we talked about this situation she didn't actually answer it she just told him to fuck off <laughs> uh, but she thought it was a great question. So what, what's an obscure horror fact that you guys would tell someone if asked about like,
5: God, I'd be like, well, for, I mean, if someone really said that to me, I'd be like, well, I'd show them my tattoos. I'd be like, the, I'd be like the one thing I would do. But They're not real, but, Joe. They're yeah, not even yours. No, I know
2: they're no, not
3: mine. <laughs> they're
5: completely fake. I just, I rip them off other people's skin and paste them onto my body. Um, God, an obscure horror fact. I'd be like, okay, well, did you know that
1: you are a bitch? Know? And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Like when I, when I when I you get put on the spot like that, know, it's like, like I like I have so much like useless random horror knowledge in my head, but like
1: you just gotta hit him with the quiz, like mm-hmm. name the starring cast of blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> oh,
4: f- I'll hit him with guy. this one. I'll be like, well. And Jennifer bot and Jennifer's body, the famous <laughs> name, low shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I can picture.
1: That. I can picture that guy though, if he's ballsy enough to say something, be like, "Well, Jennifer's body is like a Hollywood horror movie."
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: talking about like who, like who wrote the sequel to like the stupidest <laughs> fucking movie you've ever heard? Like something. Right. like that. Screw that guy, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a little bitch.
5: Yeah, I f- I hate that. Oh, you're not a true horror fan. Okay, well, what the fuck is a true horror? What does that even mean?
1: Oh, yeah, that's stupid. Lot, some people are like, well, you you can't. he's like Michael Myers, who like he's standard. Everyone likes Michael Myers. You gotta yeah. like.
5: Oh, you got a Freddy
1: shit. Yeah. You
5: got a Freddie Krueger tattoo? Ugh, fake fan. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> him.
1: I wonder if she's wearing
2: a, the horror squad shirt she got. Just, just, <laughs> gonna be, just wouldn't that funny? be funny? spell on him next time. <laughs>
5: um.
2: Yeah, what what I thought of cuz for the question was did you know there was a um Turkish re- almost shot for shot remake of the exorcist called Satan? <laughs> oh. Love it. And that's
4: not I didn't bad. That. I guess I'm not a true horror fan then.
2: You don't remember that? But yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I did know
3: that? I uh maybe I
2: forgot. I, I, I was so excited about if, when it I found out that it was on Tubi or when I found out it existed that I set up my new TV in my new house. And got up at three in the morning on my birthday to watch it. Okay. Like I couldn't sleep. That's how excited I was about watching this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. It just and it didn't disappoint. So. <laughs> uh
1: yeah. All right. That's like but my yeah. no no. That was like my daughter today telling me, "Hey, did you know that they're making a new Halloween movie?" I'm like, "Please." And then we talked about Halloween for like five minutes.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Screw them, man. Yeah. That bugs me. <laughs>
2: yeah exactly fuck gatekeepers um all right so
5: the next question comes to us from horror fan ryan what is your favorite
2: werewolf movie
5: um generic maybe not uh, a true horror fan answer but uh american Werewolf in london like it's the first one i ever saw and it still holds up as the best werewolf movie i've ever seen
4: was there a remake with um what's his name so cool. um that thing you do
5: yep. tom yes. everett yeah, American Wolf in Paris.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I rewatched again. it again. Yeah, I rewatched is it, good? it.
5: Does it hold up?
1: I, I mean, I don't. Was. I don't think it was good the first time, but <laughs> okay. it's not terrible in my opinion. Mm. The CGI is really bad, like terribly bad. Mm. But uh, um, favorite werewolf, I really like Dog Soldiers by Neil Marshall. Or no, yeah. is that Neil Marshall? Yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna steal Joe's because that actually is my favorite one, American Wolf from London. But Dog Soldiers is excellent.
4: I don't know if I've seen
1: that one. It's like soldiers, English soldiers, soldiers. fighting yeah. werewolves. I just how watched that one. It? 15 maybe? Yeah. It's pretty good. I watched
5: it for the first time like a year or two ago. It was solid. What
4: about Silver Bullet?
5: Silver Bullet's great. great I'm yeah. not a fan of that one, man. Yeah, You're not a lot of people.
4: Todd, how come?
1: Not Gary I Busey guy, huh? I love, I love Gary. Remember <laughs> Remember his reality show? oh yeah <laughs> oh my god no i like gary bc and i like Corey Haim. i just i didn't like the combination i don't think hmm. i don't like ginger right. snaps i know that one's love too yeah i, I
5: didn't like love, I, I didn't like ginger snaps either yeah, i didn't love it either no. really yeah. it is beloved though like we're definitely in the minority most people yeah, love it's it it's
4: definitely become a cult classic definitely i like
1: underworld too i know
5: it's like half and a half yeah. Wars, but yeah and i think i've only with-
4: seen the first two
5: the one with uh, D. There's Wallace is really good, too. The Howling, right, with D. Wallace? I'm know. i not, I'm not yeah. a fan
1: of The Howling, either.
5: It, it's good. It's a little slow, but, man, like, once it, the last, like, 45 minutes gets, like, really, really good. So
1: I Just remember, there's a transformation, but it's, like, a drawing, right? Yeah. Like, they draw mm-hmm. it out, yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. But is everyone's favorite,
2: though, American Werewolf in London? Pro- yeah, definitely. Meet me would Thanks, be, so. for sure. But the first one I ever saw was Teen Wolf, and I thought that was awesome. I hey, was yeah, a yeah I can't yeah. A Teen
4: Wolf. I, I
2: love Michael J. Fox, so. It was a... um, oh,
1: all right. Oh. Unrelated, but Michael J. Fox and um, Christopher Lloyd be at a con for like eight hundred bucks
3: Whoa. to get like a group photo. Yeah, like,
5: they did Boston Comic Con a couple years ago, and yeah, I think it was around the same price. It's
3: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah
5: sam's sam sam's really excited because uh they just announced 90s con uh coming up next year uh in where did i say sam connecticut it's like a couple hours connecticut. Away, a couple hours away from us and they're doing like a full cast sabrina the teenage witch reunion so sam's really excited that's pretty cool <laughs> when in uh, next year uh, oh, steve's in i might be in yeah. <laughs> i I think, I think
4: it's in april I yeah think. i think it's ooh, in
5: april ooh, i'll send I... you I'll, I'll send you the info we haven't like bought tickets or
4: anything yet oh, but yeah there's a lot of time but... uh,
5: this the sabrina full it's like the sabrina obviously and then the the aunts and then uh, libby
4: harvey
5: libby and harvey yeah mm-hmm.
1: and would you, you get, get some signatures sam i know you're not really big on signatures but
4: She's Would up. I probably get one of my uh, Sabrina teenage books signed? I think. That's cool. Would
5: yeah. you get the photo op with the whole cast too? I think so. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I always say that. Box. But
4: then by the time I'm there, it's like I have no energy. But <laughs> I know this one, I'll regret it if I don't.
1: Hey, Joe, how much was Richard Dreyfus when you got his signature?
4: Uh,
5: it was a while ago. I think it was 60. I want to say
3: yeah. he's,
1: at, he's at that con come up in a week and a half. So I might get him. Not sure.
3: <laughs>
5: You mentioned it the other, about someone the other. He's getting old, man. Yeah, so, I know. Like, ah, You know, you might want to jump on. And he cancels a lot of cons. I might so.
1: do that. T- yeah. Tony Moran's gonna be there too, and I haven't no. got him yet. So yeah. And then Greasy, Greasy guys. So nice. <laughs> I should get dry facility, right? He's,
5: he's up should. there. You hey, should. Yeah, I mean, come on, Jaws, man, legend. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Real quick, Joe, do you remember when you were at a horror con and you had Tony Moran call me and he was like super drunk?
5: So drunk, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> he was shit faced, like he was shit faced the whole weekend. I remember, yeah. That
4: but, was so you know. <laughs> fun, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just listening for him, like ramble on about like ten minutes.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. what, a, what a thing! The guy was like literally in the movie for like five minutes and like he just like capitalized on it yeah. so. Good. Him and uh Warren and Gillette, yeah. Oh, of course I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, speaking of Halloween, that Halloween pinball machine—I don't know if you saw, watched the video for it, Todd—but I showed Sam and Steve, and I said, "I know Steve watched the video." That thing looks like yeah. the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's like amazing. It's what is it like? Four thousand? Yeah. Probably more. Probably yeah. more. Yeah. I
1: know uh, when Sid was still alive, he was selling a um, House of Thousand Corpses pinball machine. Wow, that's cool. Fucking like amazing for yeah. like three thousand, but yeah, it, it was like is- instantly sold.
5: I've, I can imagine. There's a nightmare on Elm Street one that's like amazing. They had it at a con. It was like they were selling it for like six or seven thousand. I like really considered it back then, but now nah, I'm glad I didn't because I wouldn't have like fucking any room for it right now. But yeah, make room for that. It's definitely yeah. yeah. I would what, make room for that. It's it's a grail piece for sure. One day I think I will once like we buy a house and stuff, I think I, I will own it one day. <laughs> it's like uh Wayne, it will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. <laughs> Um, all right. Next question is for Weezer Face.
2: What werewolf movie do you think, sorry, what werewolf in a movie do you think looks best?
1: Um, Ooh, we forgot to mention Late Phases. That was a fun one, too.
3: Yeah. Late, l-
5: yeah. Late Phases was pretty good. Uh, I mean, I still go with American Werewolf. I think that werewolf looks fucking awesome. But the Dog Soldiers, those werewolves look really cool, too.
1: Yeah. That's the best transformation scene, period. Yeah. Uh, werewolf London. And then. I really like when he's doing a rampage around town, like grabbing cops throats and ripping them out and like slifing people. Yeah, it's great.
2: Actually, uh, I think I I might be fact checked on this, but I think the the robot head that made that transformation for uh, American Werewolf in London is the one they use at the horror makeup show at Universal Studios in Orlando. Uh, It's either the one they use for the movie or it's one of the backups. Uh, but it's it's like super cool the way that it like works and everything, and they that's the movie they used to explain kind of how makeup was and how it works and everything and how revolutionary that transformation was for film. So it's definitely great. I mean, that's for sure. Um, her next question: A quandary. Would a werewolf in Alaska think Thirty Days of Night be in wolf form for three straight days?
1: I don't understand.
2: Cause it's a, uh, it's, it's always dark. For, yeah. For like days at a time. Oh, I guess if it's, moon, days?
5: if it's a full moon, like, right. Like the whole time. Yeah. yeah you I get, would... you get three days of full moon. <laughs> I would say, yeah, then totally. I mean, why, why wouldn't it not change? Right. Like that's crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's just the way it is. So don't go to Alaska. If you're <laughs> a werewolf, I guess. Um, and her last question, so it's a Mary fuck kill werewolf girls edition. Ooh. So, Adam Paquin <laughs> in Trigger or Treat, Christina Ricci in Cursed, or D. Wallace in The Howling? Mm, I've
5: never seen Cursed, actually. Me neither. N- neither. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to marry Christina Ricci, for sure, in, in Cursed. Hopefully, she's old enough in that movie. I don't know. But. <laughs> yes, is. <laughs> right. It's one of Wes's <laughs> latest or <laughs> okay. last ones. And then I guess (laughs) I'm gonna fuck D Wallace in the hauling, and then I'm gonna kill Anna Paquin. Sorry, Anna.
4: I'm gonna kill Anna. Sorry, Anna. Um, And then I'll fuck Christina, and then I'll marry D.
1: Same as me. Same for me. (laughs) Uh, Not me.
2: Uh, I'm gonna kill D Wallace. Uh, No. I'll I'll marry Christina Ricci because that when I was a kid, she was like my top, like for sure. And honestly, a while ago, I would have killed Anna Paquin, but I saw what she's like and either True Blood or the other one that was like at the same time that was like True Blood. I forget which of the two, but she is fucking wild. So I think it'd make for a good night.
4: Oh, shit.
2: Yeah, I think it's True Blood.
4: But what if she smoked?
2: I could change her mind. <laughs> i, I, I could convince her it's bad I, I used to make my wife smoke outside like it didn't matter if it was minus 40 i'd be like you're not smoking in here and then she'd go outside and then i have a coffee inside and just watch her <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> oh, just, like up. She, she liked you steve <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just creeping out of the
1: blind with his cozy robe and
4: fucking. I, house yeah. i'd just be just proving
2: my point that is it w- really worth to it's... smoke that death stick outside you know?
4: yeah yeah that's um, so funny. Because
2: I, it, it almost killed my dad, and I just, yeah, I grew up just hating cigarettes, so
4: mm.
2: I have beef with cigarettes.
4: Yeah. Uh,
2: next series of questions comes to us from Chuck Captain Amazing eighty five. What werewolf movie has the best transition? I guess we pretty much all agreed it's uh, werewolf in London. Uh,
4: the worst. What would you guys say? The worst. The worst. I feel like I haven't seen a ton of werewolf <laughs> movies. Fucking
1: Twilight, probably. Hey, come on. <laughs> It's pretty lame. Come on.
4: Come on, man.
1: You know, I think the howling is lame because it's literally a drawing.
5: Yeah, the howl. Yeah, the howl. Well, there's like, there's like, they do show like an actual transition at
1: one point. Maybe I'm thinking about the sex. Isn't you're, no, you're. You're
5: thinking. I, I think you're thinking of the creep show one where they do the drawings to show the transformation. Maybe. Some- um. Oh yeah. I. This isn't like vindicative of the the whole the movie as a whole, which we'll get into later. But I will I didn't love the transformation in tonight's movie. I'll I'll say that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I have that in my notes as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's a movie I watched. I don't remember which one it is, but the guy literally just stands there, and you see like patches of hair, like like jump cutting onto him. Wolf (laughs) cop. (laughs) Is it Wolf cop? It's been a like while. Yeah, bad. I've
1: only seen the one time.
2: And it's really bad. It's just like hair essentially like
5: jump cutting until he's a werewolf. And it's just terrible. You know what? no what? We haven't mentioned yet. And Sam, I'm very surprised by you actually. Is, what? I mean, I consider him a werewolf. I guess it's more of a were cat. But it's yeah, Jack- oh, a yeah. It's a werecat. We, we've uh, been that... told by Sam before. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: well,
5: it's I lost still a an awesome... point to that. <laughs> It's still an awesome transformation. It's, yeah, it
4: yeah. definitely is. Yeah. Which yeah.
5: Rick Baker, right? I think he used
4: yep. to that. Yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, for that, yeah, that was great. But I was told by Sam, no, we're <laughs> werewolf is wrong. No point well, for you. I it's a I werecat. Used
4: to say Werewolf, And I remember yeah. people were like, you're yeah, a Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> it's a were cat.
2: Close enough. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Next question. Would you rather be a werewolf or
5: a vampire? Mm. Oh, definitely a vampire
1: definitely a vampire huh yeah
5: definitely because like where i mean what's what's really the benefits of being a werewolf like vampire like you like can live forever i think you're stronger like, strong.
1: werewolf oh werewolf yeah. you think i mean because you're a wolf right vampires you're more, are pretty you're strong more, too yeah but you're more beastly mm-hmm I- Oh, or you're a hot well. Native American guy from Twilight. Yeah. First
4: I'm, a night,
5: from, so. I'm a night person anyway, so you can sleep during the day, which I already do, so that's great.
1: And, you
4: know. <laughs> and I hate the sunshine, so yeah. You're
1: already halfway there, huh?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, oh, <uh-oh.
4: laughs> <laughs> that was good.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be the odd one. Now. I'll be a werewolf. I'll wear like a trench coat. Yeah, but and think really of all the think in all the, the sewer.
5: think of all the clothes you have to go through, man. You have that's to fine. buy like a new outfit. All, all the, the ladies time. will love it, though.
4: Yeah,
5: Ooh, it's true. They they only, it it's down. only
2: like what two, three days a, week, a month. Like yeah, it's, <laughs> that's that's true.
4: It's not like it's every night,
1: huh? Right. Yeah, I'd be a vampire. I'll coordinate cool. it with my wife's time of the month, and we'll be <laughs> oh. <laughs> down down together.
5: What Bye. about? <laughs> Hey, what's uh, is it super troopers or beer fest when like he like wakes up? He's like, Oh, not again, and like he like uh, he turned fest. into werewolf overnight, yeah, and <laughs> like he like ate an animal, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
2: Uh, all right, and his last question uh, fleas feast on werewolves. What are we feasting on, Sam? Hmm.
4: werewolf. What about a little bit of meow mix?
3: <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I,
5: I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not sound appetizing. Little dogs. Try it out. Oh.
4: Little dogs. Gone.
5: We're like, you know, you, you want to eat dogs? You're a dog lover, though.
4: I mean, I am, but if I'm a werewolf, I can't help it.
5: I mean, that's true. All right. I think it was a rabbit's just like a rabbit's rabbit around here, too.
4: Just like the movie. All right. Cool. Or just raw steaks. I don't know.
5: <laughs> um.
2: Next question is from Garen97. Thoughts on the movie Wolf Cop? I mean, it's dumb fun.
5: Like, I didn't, you know, it's yeah. fine.
1: <laughs> it wasn't really. Uh, <laughs> I didn't
5: love it. I didn't hate it. I'm just kind of like, eh.
1: same. I thought some stuff was pretty funny. And yeah. I think the transfer, you know what? I don't think that was a bad transformation because I think they showed a pretty gross penis transformation in that movie. Like, where it splits his wiener and it turns into a.
4: Oh, <laughs> shit. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I've never seen it.
5: There's a couple sequels too, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it goes up to four There's, or something. Is if there I four? It, I thought
4: there was
5: just two.
2: I, I saw a few on Tubi. So. Tubi. I'm not sure. It, it, it could be whole other stuff. You know, I, yeah,
5: yeah I, I know of at least two, but I don't know about after that.
2: Uh, and I haven't seen so long, I honestly don't remember, but it's been on my list for a while. Uh, they I think they talked about it on the last drive-in, like last season, so I put it on my list, but it's been too long. Uh, And the final question is also from Karen: Uh, Lichens versus werewolves, which is stronger, better, cooler, and why? Lichens are those from the Underworld series movies. Well,
1: lichens carry guns, Mm. so I'm doing lichens. Same cheating. Is it? You
4: you didn't care when
1: Art the Clown shot that girl, Joe.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Talton Todd.
5: I mean, lichens are definitely cooler. I'd probably, if I had to choose between one or the other, I'd rather be a lichen than a werewolf.
1: Yeah, if you consider, if you compare like a lichen versus the wolf man from what, the 40s, 30s, 40s, whatever, yeah. lichens get kick his ass.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think lichens are cooler too. So, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: so that's all the questions we got. Thank you, everyone, for asking. We can't do this segment without you. And now a word from our deadly
5: sponsor.
1: watched yes
2: do you guys want to start with uh the rage uh yeah so the rage uh directed by steven the rock who's the uh, person we have an interview with at the end of the show it's about a girl who visits her grandmother and as she's going through the house she notices some weird things including uh finding like id cards that belong to people who are missing You might recognize one of those people in the ID cards and the missing posters. And uh, basically it's about how the grandmother deals with uh, the girl as she tries to hide her deadly secret. So I just rewatched it again and I'll say it again. We talked about it a few months ago when it was a spoiler-free review, but I really enjoyed this short. Uh, For a short film and for a first-time filmmaker, it's super well shot. The score is really good, the acting's good. Um, I mean, it's quick, you know, it's a quick story. And he does talk about maybe doing a feature of it, which I would love to see, but I, I really enjoyed it. What'd you guys think?
4: I really loved it too. I rewatched it before we did the interview with him. And I, I wish it was longer. Like I could totally see like in two years it becoming like a feature and just knowing that it started from the short it was really good. Like Steve said, the score is great. And uh, Stephen even talked about like some of the camera angles. And I was a big fan of those. Um, I thought that I loved that the main character's name was Lori, a little, a little uh, hat tipped to uh, Lori. Sure. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good. And I'm just excited for for everything that he's doing and that he's going to keep on doing.
5: Mm-hmm. And Laurie ends up in the closet in this one as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> another little homage. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, he pays like great homage to a lot of like classic horror movie and for a 12 minute short, is that right about that? Yeah, somewhere around like, there? Fijinas,
3: mm-hmm.
5: yeah. 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 For uh, you know, a short, it, he packs a lot in into yeah. a very small amount of time. Um, I mean, for a first time, like director short, it looks fucking great like it looks like really nice like the cinema and he talks about like how important you know cinematography is in the interview and i gotta agree because like i mean like it looks great the acting the lead actress in this like bo- well both actresses are great but the uh, the old granny lady is just great mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah she's she's awesome yeah And yeah. She looks so
4: sweet, but she's so sinister.
5: Exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's just like a really like fun uh story. And like, yeah, I mean I was never bored. Like I was really excited to see what was coming next and there's a couple like little twists and turns along the way, and yeah, I mean, I was I was highly impressed, and I uh, I'm excited to see what he does next. Like, I really think he has a, a bright future for such a young. I mean, how he's really young, right? Like, yeah, he's, been, he's like 21, I'd say. Yeah, 2021, 20, right? like he's super. Yeah, young. yeah, young kid, and he, I mean, I mean, for this to be his uh to his debut, it's a it's a great debut, and he's killing it at the festivals winning a bunch of awards and stuff Mm -hmm. which well deserved after watching it um so yeah i can't wait to see what he does next and fun fact uh we have a contest running right now if you buy
2: one of our merch um you're going to you just have to send us proof that you bought the merch and i'm gonna send a box of stuff and in that box of stuff will be a poster of the rage and a bunch of other stuff but uh, i will be a poster of this so uh, so look out for that and don't forget to enter the contest we only have about two weeks left before I pull a winner for that.
5: Steve, I forgot to ask him, but is there a way to like watch it online? Can you like buy it anywhere or is it just- generally- uh, So for
2: the it, it's attached to the festivals that okay. they appear at. So just uh, follow him on uh, the social media that he mentions in the interview. And uh, you can watch usually like the screenings from those festivals.
5: Okay, yeah, yeah. I did ma- I did see he mentioned there was gonna be like a digital one coming up. So right. you can watch it that way. But yeah, I definitely recommend if you can give it a watch somewhere to, ch- to check
1: it out. Um, I know I mirror everything you guys said. I I thought it looked great, like fantastic for uh, like you guys already mentioned. I'm not gonna say the same things over and over again, but it looked great for uh, first time director. Like you wouldn't guess it was
3: Mm-mm. really
1: really awesome angles, edited extremely well. Um, so yeah, look forward to more from him. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> thanks for thanks for allowing me to go, Joe. I apologize <laughs> if and, I. And, and, and Todd, is
2: like you, you know, you've done, you made films and stuff like that. You know how tough it is to make. Like films and it's it's it's, it's
1: hard as fuck. It is. And it's impressive for a first film. I, I do mine every now and then for like a hobby for something fun, but Steven looks like he can definitely take it to another level if he wants to. So mm-hmm. stick with it. And all the other people out there too. Like if you ever think about doing it, just do it. Stop thinking about it and just do it. Simple as that. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be fucking hard, but just do it. And keep trying. Anything
5: um, in the works for you, Todd?
1: No, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get especially when you get older and you got kids and stuff it's hard to get people together plus i always had the same problems that steve has is like finding people that are going to take it seriously
5: mm-hmm. yeah how about writing wise you get anything in the in the works for us
1: uh yeah writing like an anthology so i'm like three oh, deep in it and i got one nice. more working on so once that's done i'll put it out
2: cool and, and speaking S- of todd's books uh one of the books will be also in that box so. Ooh, killer yeah. santa killer santa will be soon in that to be box.
4: a trauma release
1: i'm just oh, yeah. kidding that
4: would be
2: awesome
3: and <laughs> also, that
4: worn, would be awesome worn underwear from todd will be in the box worn, oh Worn
1: For my personal that collection left, so. that i left at joe when he divorced me I left <laughs> uh, speaking of books my first what watches could be watched or what read sorry and it's a movie we covered called warm bodies Oh. and uh, if you haven't seen the movie, it's the same exact plot where R is a zombie that kind of has some feelings still. He's walking around the airport. He has his zombie friends. He basically has his whole uh, thought process still intact, but he's a zombie on the outside, right? So he can't really articulate what's happening. Meanwhile, I got Julie who lives in like a off, um, In the In the book, it's a sport arena that they use as like a base. So she's there with her boyfriend, Perry, um, they venture out, and long story short, uh, R goes on a hunting spree and ends up killing her entire party, her boyfriend, and takes her hostage because he sees her and it starts awakening things in him. Book's awesome. Like, I really like the movie. I gave it a four-star rating last time we watched it, and I thought the book, the book was a five-star out of five on Letterboxd. Oh, not Letterboxd, sorry, on um, Goodreads, and it goes way more in-depth with R like what, what he's going through. And then it also goes a lot into Perry, her boyfriend played by uh, what, Dave Franco. Um, what happens with that is he kills Perry, but then Perry sticks with him the entire book, not just while he's eating his, his brains. Like pretty much Perry doesn't want to go to the other side. He kind of not haunts R is the wrong word, but he kind of like pops into his mind every now and then telling him like, hey, this is how it is. Is how my life was, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's just a lot better, a lot better than the movie, even though I like the movie a lot. So if you're looking for a nice romantic zombie book, then Warm Bodies is out there. And there's a two and three that I got to read now. So
4: oh. I'm excited for that. Sammy? Are you going to talk about um, the one that we watched?
1: Hold up. Yeah, Hold up. I figured. I, I got to call someone out. Uh-oh. Steve, oh. did Joe not say? He'd be done with that book off season in June. In June,
2: yeah. (laughs) I I thought for sure that's what you were gonna review and
1: fucking (laughs) reading (laughs) it. I've read it like seven books ago now.
5: (laughs) Oh shit, Todd. Next week.
1: Okay, it was your idea.
5: (laughs) Next next week, let's we'll do off season. All right. (laughs) That's a promise. That's a guarantee. That's a Joe guarantee. It's a Joe guarantee right there. Is it? (laughs) Uh, All right, Sam. Why don't you uh, talk about the movie we watched?
4: Why don't you, okay, ready?
5: Yes.
4: (laughs) Alrighty, so Joe and I watched a movie called False Positive. It's a 2021 release. Um, If anyone knows who Alana Glazer is, she was one of the stars and creators of Broad City, which is one of my favorite shows in the world. Um, so this is what it says, as if getting pregnant weren't complicated enough, Lucy sets out to uncover the unsettling truth about her fertility doctor. So I don't know if I mentioned it's on Hulu. And if you're going to watch this trigger warning, because there is like some fucked up images. Um, But I enjoyed it um you can step in anytime you want joe
5: uh sure so this is actually an a24 movie thank you for for people um and stars also the fertility doctors played by mr handsome himself pierce bronson uh which was a nice little uh thing to see i had not seen him in anything in a while um but yeah i mean like overall i i enjoyed it i i would say it's probably one of the weak weaker a24 movies i've seen it just like i don't know like you know the movie like is conveying like trying to convey a message um by the end obviously um but like the whole the whole way i was like where is this like going it's like it's it's basically like an updated version of rosemary's baby in a lot of way um like without the cult stuff um but yeah there's, there's definitely some fucked up imagery um i wouldn't really call it a horror movie though per se like i would consider it more of like a thriller um with some horror elements in it um you know they go hand in hand but like i would you know there's not like a lot of like scary or like horror moments per se but there's definitely some horrific imagery in this um but yeah i mean not a bad movie i i ended up giving it i gave it three out of five over on letterboxd so i mean i would give it a i'd give it a soft recommend for sure i think a lot of people would enjoy this and pierce bronson's great in it and uh it 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 like moves along like for i guess maybe like more of a slower burn but like it moves along like i was never bored Um,
2: All right. My first one this week is a 2020 film that I watched over on the Canadian equivalent of HBO Max called Crave. And that's The Witches, which is a remake of a 1990s movie of the same name, which coincidentally is actually the first sort of horror movie I ever saw in theaters when I was a kid. So I have fond memories of that. Uh, So in this one, it's uh, a boy, his parents uh, are killed in a car accident, so he goes to live with his grandmother, played by Octavia Spencer, and uh, they start being kind of hunted by witches, so she decides to go to some fancy hotel where she knows somebody to kind of get away with the boy. And there happened to be a witch's convention uh, at the same hotel. The main witch being played by Anne Hathaway. And um, the boy meets uh, this other kid there and then finds out, finds like a mouse. And the witches turn the kids into mice and this whole adventure ensues. Um, It's it's based off a Roald doll book and it's very similar to the 1990s film just updating stuff. stuff. Uh, I did not love this movie. I thought the CGI was absolute garbage. Uh, the makeup was also really bad. Like it's it was very obvious that they were wearing bald caps, uh, like too obvious, you know? It's the kind of thing that when I used to watch the sh- TV show Face Off, th- they'd like talk about it. Like, oh, you could totally see the seams of the bald cap and it takes away the illusion. Uh, felt the same way with that. I did like the way the mice looked. So that part of the CGI was good. I love Octavia Spencer. I think she's great. Uh, she's very cool in this. But I didn't like the witches. You know, I thought they all kind of overacted and they just looked bad. Like they they just, they're all like super CGI. They have these crazy arm things that they do and their mouths are like super huge. It just, It just really didn't work for me. I mean, it's an okay watch. I was entertained, but it's not something I would ever watch again. So that's the witches.
4: But did you cry on it? for what (laughs) Steve when he's like when he talks about who's gonna take care of him when he gets older and the grandma's like I'll take care of you and he's like what who's gonna take care (laughs) of me when you die
5: no I mean Sam cried oh yeah no
2: (laughs) my wife probably cried it's (laughs) a
4: sweet movie but I I will agree with you on the um balding caps and like the weird arm thing and their feet rolling up and stuff mm-hmm. and the yeah. chest the chest mm-hmm. chest sire smiles
2: right mm-hmm. yeah and Angelica Houston's witch looks so good in the 90s like God. how is it that 30 years later they fucking just butcher it so bad well,
5: you know? yeah it's the CGI for you yeah. Yeah. yeah terrible
1: Steve did you uh get a chance to watch Man yet
2: no because I wanted to talk about it while you were on but I didn't know you were going to be on this week so I figured I'll watch it a week that you're on <laughs> all right i'll save it then. but it's, it's, it's definitely on my list
1: cool all right well i've been watching a ton of italian films lately and this one's called the crimes of the black cat from 1972 and i really like this director's name so i'll say it: sergio pastore um i don't know it sounds cool but uh this one's basically fucking weird there's this blind gentleman that's trying to solve a murder and uh a bunch of people in the modeling agency are getting killed off so typical Italian stuff, lots of nudity, lots of sex, a lot of cheating, uh, lots of bright red blood. Um, there's a shower kill too. that is like so good, like close ups of cut press and cut stomachs and with a razor knife and all that stuff. It's really cool. Um, every Italian film has like centers around a police investigation, um, which this one has really good investigative scenes in it um, and the killer. I want to say it was obvious, but then at the same time, it wasn't like I was like, oh, can't be that guy because they're kind of projecting him to be the killer. And then he was a killer. So it's kind of strange. Um, but then there's also a black cat that they kill on screen, but I don't think it's a real cat. So don't be afraid animal lovers. Um, but yeah, the crimes of black cat, super rare to find. Um, there's a released by Cauldron Films, a Blu-ray that is now out of print. Um, but for the collectors out there, it's, I guess, worth it. So Crimes of the Black Cat.
5: I got nothing else this week.
2: I, I got one more. Uh, so it's a movie that Joe talked about last week, and he, it piqued my interest. And it's from 2021 over on Shutter, and it's called Caveat. So in this one, a, uh, a guy is sent to a house to essentially babysit uh, a woman who's got issues and uh, he has to be there for like five, five days, approximately. And it's on an island, like all in its own, And he's brought there by boat and stuff. But what he isn't told is that he has to be chained up. And the chains only go so far in the house. Like he can go into certain rooms, but he can't leave the house. And he can't go into the girls' room specifically. He can only get to the door. And uh, for some reason, he still does it. I don't know why it's $200 a day. I guess he really needed the money. Um, and then it's it's like the experiences that he goes through in the house Uh, like Joe I don't want to say too much because I think it's one of those movies that finding out some of the stuff that happens is one of the best parts of this movie Uh, I will say that there are some great scenes in it there's a scene in particular uh, inside of a wall where it's a whole sequence and I enjoyed every minute of that like I was on the edge of my seat for a good 10 solid minutes because it was so good what was going on. I'm not going to spoil what it was, but it, for that 10 minutes alone, I I, it's on my top 10 list. Like that's how good that part of the movie was. Uh, There's some great acting. There's this really cool bunny that you see in the poster uh, that is really creepy. Uh, My downside to the thing though, is that they set up a lot of things that have no payoff or there are things that happen in the movie that are never explained so that was kind of a bummer and i'm actually going to text joe later because i want to know if maybe i just missed it or a couple things but uh, overall i would say check it out it's on shutter it's a decent film and right now is sitting at like number six of the year i it's a really good film it's a solid film and i would highly recommend it
1: um i want to mention the purchase i made by charles band it's called confessions of a puppet master his autobiography which is coming out i think in a couple months so i've Bought that, and then he sent me a $60 gift card for his website. So I'm like, awesome. So I got five movies plus a book. Nice.
4: That's amazing. That's pretty cool. And that will also be in the giveaway. So be sure you guys buy our merch. (laughs) (laughs) Can
1: I watch them first? (laughs) JK. Trivia? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. The points. R.S. follow Steve commanding first place with 66 points myself followed right behind him 65 joe 63 sam 41 this is uh game number 26 who would like to go first
4: i'll go first all right all right so shout out to horror squad member kayla for sending me some trivia because you know that your ghoul needed it And so I'm sure Steve, Todd, and Joe appreciate you sending this my way so I don't have to ramble and uh, uh-huh. procrastinate. All righty. In paranormal activity, who sets up the camera to record strange Katie? events at night? Micah. That point goes to Joe.
5: Joe, damn
4: it. Yeah. I knew it was one of the two. But... <laughs> the I, I'm on board with the
5: paranormal activity movies, by the way. Just to let people know.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I, I, I just bought the blu-ray of like the
2: six of them together so oh. nice I'm gonna have to I, do that.
5: I still have yet to see the ghost dimension which is like their last one Same. I, I like that one did you yeah yeah
2: it, honestly it, Joe. It, it, it got not too bad at near the end there like they changed it
5: up a little bit and i liked it mm-hmm. righty. you're up buddy me all right well kayla also sent me some questions i also got some questions from a couple other people too so maybe i'll Jump around here.
4: Oh well, just rub it in my face. <laughs>
5: uh All right. So, what year does the first Purge movie take place? Two
3: thousand
5: seven. Like what year is it set in? Not like what year it came on. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, twenty fifteen. Okay,
5: you are all wrong. <laughs> I'll give you one more it's guess. Closest. You, but... are, are we even like close? um sort of answer
4: that (laughs) sort of (laughs) it's it's
5: in the 2000s i will say that (laughs) all right um from
2: 2005
4: 2003 uh
2: 2020
1: i'm just gonna go higher you were close todd i'll take the Uh, point (laughs) <laughs> the closest.
5: The correct answer was uh in the future of two thousand and twenty-two, which is next year. Oh, so really? it actually oh, wow. comes That's so true strange. or not. Oh.
4: Wow.
1: One we can hope. <laughs> All right, Todd. Just kidding. Before people get mad <laughs> that I'm reporting murder on Discord, I'm just a joke. <laughs> All right, Kayla sent me three. So Sam, you ain't special tonight, girl.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. All right. In the lodge, what is the name of Grace's dog? Grady. Correct. Joe. Joe with the two pointers. Yeah. All
2: right. I got questions from all sorts of people, but my first one will be from everyone's bragging on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My first ones will also be from Kayla. What actor, who she dubbed her unofficial godson, convinced Jamie Lee Curtis to reprise her role in Halloween twenty eighteen? Ooh.
1: What? Interesting. Is Jamie Lee Curtis convinced this person No, to an know actor. Yeah, it's someone, the
5: opposite. yeah, an actor convinced God, her uh... that she considers her godson. Yeah, her okay. Josh Hartnett.
4: No.
1: No, that's a real son there. <laughs> no. <laughs> um it's God.
5: An
2: actor, huh? Uh... I am trying to think of a hint. I can't even Elijah
4: like, Wood.
1: No, you guys are in the right age range. <laughs> but... <laughs> The 90s heart. I girl. know
4: who it is, but I don't know who it is.
1: I feel like we talked about this too. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, so what? Probably what be. male? Well, duh, what actor? Kevin
4: Sawa. Him?
2: No. You guys give up?
4: Seth Green. I nope.
2: wait.
1: I haven't guessed
2: yet.
4: <laughs> I'm getting closer. I can feel it.
1: So, Joe's waiting for everyone to like you're, you're
2: in the range. You're just the range. He, he was a child actor. He was you know he was around that like 40 years old now. Corey Feldman. Ryan,
1: Ryan Felipe. Philippi.
2: <laughs> wrong, wrong. All the same. Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. <laughs> you guys give up? Yeah. No,
4: let me guess. To, no. Give us a
2: hint. I'm trying, I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's, uh...
5: Give, uh, give us his first name.
1: No, that'd be way <laughs> too easy. Each eater.
4: Okay, fine.
1: Give All us, right. like, one of his <laughs> lesser known movies, if you can. Christ.
2: I can <laughs> He's in so much. He's like one of those actors that's in a it's lot one of actors. movies.
1: Younger guy, 40 years old now. Uh,
2: he was in a disaster movie once.
5: Ben Affleck.
2: <laughs> he's, a, he's a disaster. Disaster movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. You guys go up? Yeah. All right. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall.
5: Oh,
1: that's interesting. Wow. Did they ever have a movie together? I don't Ooh. think so. Jamie
2: Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, not not to my. I'm experience. wondering
1: how they would. Uh, what's their Hollywood. relationship like? Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood bullshit.
4: The Halls know everyone.
5: But if anyone wants to watch a really good Jake Gyllenhaal movie, that is sort of horror, Nightcrawler, fantastic movie. Donnie it's Darko. In that. Mm. Bill Paxton. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, Sam.
4: All righty.
1: Okay, yeah. as long as Steve doesn't get a point.
4: Okay. <laughs> I'll try my best. How many evil, <laughs> why can't I pronounce this word when I read it?
1: Is it pronounced dead, evil dead? <laughs> oh,
4: it's such an easy word and I feel so stupid and embarrassed. Spell it. The little gremlin guys.
3: Mogwise?
4: Mogwise, thank you. <laughs> Is that how it's pronounced? M- Mogwai, like yeah, yeah. Mogwai. Different. OK, how many evil mogwais does Gizmo spawn in gremlins?
1: Ooh. Forty.
2: Is it closest time radio <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'll do closest. You can go over or under just closest.
2: I'll say thirty.
4: See, I don't do is oh, it count? Why?
5: I think just the original I think that she's looking for like just the original ones and then not the ones that like multiply after. So I'm oh. going to say I think Ooh, there were can like, you
1: clarify that Sam? I think there were like five of them. Uh she's smiling.
4: Joe got it right. Bye.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ignite. Woo, wow. Baby.
4: See, that's I'm going back to finding my own trivia questions because <laughs> I I want to ask the questions that you guys won't get.
1: Well, it's clear that Kayla has a favorite member. <laughs>
4: Obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right,
5: Joe. All righty. Well, since Kayla's really helped me out tonight, I'll read all of hers <laughs> off. Um Okay, so adjusted for inflation. What horror film is the ninth horror highest grossing movie of all time
2: in chapter
3: one of all
2: time oh wait no yeah adjusted for inflation
1: you're a guest steve
2: (laughs) he did
4: friday the 13th
1: okay Adjusted for inflation fuck frankenstein
5: incorrect can i guess again
1: (laughs) yes yes
5: i'll give you all one more guess let's go dracula Okay.
4: What do you mean adjusted for inflation to make it look like that it did good, but it really didn't?
5: So, like inflation would be like in today's market, basically.
2: Oh,
4: I see what you're saying. Okay. I'll
2: take one more guess.
5: One more guess after. What horror film is the ninth highest-grossing movie? Not just horror movie. Ninth highest-grossing movie. Oh, it's a horror movie. No, I thought
4: you did say horror movie.
5: Well, It's a horror film. But it's it's ninth of all time.
4: It's not Jaws.
5: Ninth at
1: period all time. Yes, out of all I movies. think we know. Mm-hmm. I want one more guess once Todd gets guessing. I want okay. one more guess. Sam guessed Jaws already, so I'm assuming yeah. that's no. No. Uh, Psycho.
2: Incorrect. That was going to be my guess.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, highest girl.
1: I figured uh, Jaws, yeah, J- Jaws like was a, a good one
2: because that's the beginning of the that's blockbuster. F-
1: yeah. Uh, let's go Exorcist.
4: That's what I was going
1: to guess. The X is correct. God right.
4: oh, damn it! Steve.
1: OK. Tagline from Kayla. Great.
4: All right.
1: Everybody has a secret. That's it?
4: That's it.
2: Um. The Sixth Sense.
1: OK, Sixth Sense is on the board.
5: Stir of echoes.
1: Good guess, but no. No to Steve, too. <laughs> everybody has a
4: secret.
1: Every everybody. Everybody. I can see, Sam.
5: Everybody? I can see you typing.
4: <laughs> I'm not, no, I was actually uh, looking at the Rage for Stephen movie because I think it said every family has a secret. What,
1: what if, what if series like, did you say everybody has a secret? <laughs> I'm Siri?
4: not a cheater.
1: Everybody. I don't mind
4: being no, in last. I, I
1: have a second <laughs> guess.
2: Place. One right, second. We'll do, we'll
1: do a round of two okay, guesses. Everybody
4: has a secret.
1: Everybody. Everybody. Two words. Not everybody. Oh.
4: House oh. of a thousand corpses.
1: Corpses? No. The others? All right, next.
5: Every body know. has a secret. I don't know. There's some sort so
1: this of zombie is our second movies. round? This is our second this round.
4: Yes. Is, uh, <laughs> um.
1: Every body has a secret.
5: Warm bodies.
4: Secret bodies.
5: Jennifer's
1: body. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the
1: Go correct shoulder. answer is the autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh. Uh, yeah. Makes good, sense. One, that that good one, man. Scary. That's a great, great, film. Yeah. Good. Good movie. Hey, you gotta watch that one I told you about, there. Be, uh, Beverly Leffland for your boy meal they
2: need yeah. to put it on a, a service.
1: <laughs> you, you bought Grease Strangler, blind man.
2: Yeah, I'm probably going to have to buy that one too. Um, Alright, so the next one's still from Kayla. It's the tagline as well. Oh god. Never lose sight of survival.
1: Uh, The Purge. The Purge too. Wrong turn.
5: 3,
3: 4.
4: Taglines
5: are the worst.
4: Yeah. <laughs> they're really tough. They're so hard.
5: It's like, yeah. Um, can never we get, a, lose can, we get a, can we get like a decade?
2: Uh, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, it's a play on the words. Okay. Can you repeat never, it then? Yeah. yeah ne- never lose sight of survival. Oh. Okay. The eye.
1: No. It's a good guess though. The eye.
4: Has is Todd a good guessed movie, yet?
1: The, the original. I'm not to guess my second one, but you can go.
4: Oh, second. Okay. Um, can you say it again, Steve? The.
2: T- never the lose sight of survival. Uh, Shudder. So, you want one last guess
5: before I uh, close it up?
4: Never lose sight, sight of, of survival. survival. The beyond. Oh, the hills have eyes.
2: That's a good guess, but no. That is a good guess. Uh, the answer was Bird Box. Oh, oh
4: yeah. man. That Gosh. Remember sense. all the rage about that movie? Huge. Yeah. It was. I-, I didn't
2: love it. <laughs> It was all right.
4: It was all right. Yeah. It was
2: okay, yeah, it was okay, but it's not something I'd ever revisit, I don't think.
5: Right. We, I think we might have covered that, Todd. I can't remember.
1: Oh, sounds like we probably did.
5: Yeah. All right, last round. All right. All right.
4: What is the name of the evil organization in the horror franchise hostel?
1: Elite Hunting.
4: All elite. right. What, Joe? Well,
1: yeah, know? that's right. That's right. No, that's right. right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what were it's you elite. gonna say though? Elite hunting company.
1: Is it a copy? He's a copycatter.
4: <laughs> it's elite hunting club, but I'm going to give it to okay. Yeah.
5: Thank you, Samantha. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs>
1: little dog tattoo. Close enough. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh it's your My, uh, Yep. All right,
5: last one. Uh, continue on with the Exorcist theme here from the last one. Okay. Uh, the original shooting schedule for the Exorcist was 85 days, but filming in America lasted how long?
1: 120.
5: I'll give you guys closest. 76. Okay. Let's go
2: 130.
5: All right, well, Steve's closest. (laughs)
2: Dang,
4: Steve. Steve. Uh,
5: was always the closest. It's actually 224 days. Oh,
2: (laughs) jeez. Really? Yeah. Which is insane. uh, It did.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: That's insane, though. Yeah, that's That's, like almost a year.
1: All right, Todd. All right, Kayla, closing it out in The House of Wax remake. What are the six friends driving to? What kind of events are they going to?
4: Festival. Concert. Uh, okay. I can't tell you. I can't remember Snoop Dogg concert.
1: Yeah, we got Snoop on the board, <laughs> which is incorrect. I mean, I was just going to All right, was, was going to say clubbing. On. Like
4: Wait, uh, the remake, right?
1: Yeah.
5: EDM festival.
1: EDM, clubbing, Snoop Dogg, anyone else want to go? Everyone's really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Halloween gotta party. to be specific, though. No. It's, okay. um,
4: it's been so Woodstock. Long. Woodstock.
1: No. It has been a long time. I really want to watch that again.
3: We
4: should
1: do a double feature of the, of the House of the Yeah. Yeah. Vincent Price, right?
5: Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Any uh, second guess Sergio? Nah. A football game. Oh, oh yeah! All right. Oh, I didn't remember yeah. that at all. Uh,
2: all right. So last one, still from Kayla, uh, and I'll get everyone else's uh, questions they sent me next time. So it's another tagline. Uh, what happened over the next twenty-eight days has never been explained.
4: Ooh, twenty-eight the, days. This
1: later?
5: one's. This one sounds really familiar. No, that's a good guess for now.
4: Fine.
1: This one sounds really familiar. 28 days. Never. Been the explained. Conjuring. No. Uh, Amityville Horror. That's correct. Yeah, Is it? Uh, yeah. I knew. Yes. I knew it was the ghost. I was gonna movie. say sure.
4: Insidious. Good job,
1: Todd. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was
2: uh,
5: when Joe said the contrary. I wanted to say, "Ooh, that's so close." All right, I got a bonus because I got. Uh... <laughs> I thought you were gonna say
4: I got a boner.
5: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got a. Bo- I got a bonus because like the last one. one of the last mm-hmm. questions. Oh, the us them talking about like a concert. Uh, us talking about concert. Gave me some inspiration for this one. So, right. in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, what concert are they heading? Uh, to Led this? Zeppelin. Incorrect.
1: Uh, Gr- uh, Grateful Dead. Incorrect. I-, I got another one. If someone, if Sam, can't get it, I figured it out. I fucked up. <laughs> Sam, just put Blink two out there so we can on. <laughs> Kid <Yeah. watch.
4: laughs> Rock. Kid Rock.
3: Is right. it
1: Leonard Skinner?
5: It is Leonard Skinner. Uh, yes.
1: uh, well, tidied up, Steve. Damn it! Fucking bonus. <laughs> no more bonus questions. <laughs> All right. Thank God for Joe's bonus. Tied mm-hmm. at first place, sixty-eight apiece. Joe, sixty-six. Sam, forty-one.
3: Well, woo
1: Cool. Thank you for your uh, questions, people. Sam, did you uh, listen to any of the backyard podcast yet?
4: No, not yet. Is it good? I
1: know. It I gotta listen to it. I don't want it good. to
4: be over with yet.
1: I yeah. Give me, I've...
4: give me a little something little something yeah I heard I saw like on one of the comments that Paul
1: Flores
4: was taking down the missing signs or something like that yes
1: he was oh my god the cops (laughs) crime stoppers whatever put you know hey if you know anything call us that motherfucker went around and tore hundreds of signs down
3: wow and
1: when the attorney or maybe it's a police officer I don't remember which one asked him like okay so you took down signs of your son no what would it say just tip hotline so why'd you take it off i don't know i just fucking i that family is just fucked yeah
4: that family fuck is fucked them.
1: and apparently he was i don't they don't know if this is true or not but he's bragging to one of his friends that like the cops are so bad at their job they're literally standing over her body
3: oh and i'm my like God. oh there's huh? a lot of
1: there's a lot of fuck-ups from law enforcement with this one
3: mm-hmm.
1: but paul and his dad and his mom they're like scum of the earth man straight up uh. So, in your bone, uh no, it's called Your Backyard Podcast. So check that out about a true mm-hmm. crime
4: about Kristen Smart. Yep.
1: Hopefully uh, they have some closure soon.
4: I hope so. I can't wait to listen to the newest episode.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm I'm gonna step off since you guys watched the movie and I was supposed to be in Atlanta and they got canceled, so I didn't get to watch it. So
4: we'll miss you, Todd.
1: Have a good time, everybody. Be nice. Love you, Todd. <laughs> okay, bye. See you next bye. week.
4: Okay, see ya. <laughs> Todd was a little too happy about leaving
5: us. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, since you picked the movie, do you want to like synopsize it? or?
4: I guess. <laughs> All righty. So Werewolves Within, this is a 2021 release. After a proposed pipeline creates divisions within the small town of Beaverfield and a snowstorm traps its residents together inside the local inn, newly arrived forest ranger Finn and postal worker Cecily must try to keep the peace and uncover the truth behind a mysterious creature that has begun terrorizing the community. So this is uh, based off of a video game where werewolves attack a small town and I was excited for this just because I saw the poster alone and just how it looked I was like oh my gosh that looks really good like the artwork looks so cool um and so I asked you guys if we could do it and then later learned that it was based off of the video game and I know that Steve's into gaming and all of that stuff so I thought it would be a good one um does anyone want to do their review first
5: uh yeah actually well me and steve steve offline was just talking about like what video game it was based off so i think that's like a good way to start yeah
2: yeah so werewolves within is a vr video game where eight players i think it's five to eight players uh, gather around a campfire in vr and essentially one person is told that they're the werewolf and the other people have to guess who is the werewolf so it's like a murder mystery night where you're given clues and you're given questions to ask and you have to kind of role play uh different characters from this town until you find you know until you like clue i guess until you try to guess who uh was the werewolf that was killing people and it's uh it's an interesting game it's nothing that i particularly like because i don't like playing with randoms if i had eight friends to play with i would but i don't (laughs) i I don't know that many people have vr setups Uh, But it's a cool concept, you know, if you ever had a murder mystery night with some friends. But uh, video game wise, I mean, it's okay. I, I was actually bummed out. So I thought this was Wolf Among Us, not Werewolves Within. It's just I got confused, I guess. So when I started watching the movie, I was going in expecting... A Wolf Among Us. A Wolf Among Us is about a wolf cop kind of character who lives in a town full of fairy tale characters, but like more like darker versions of them, like Humpty Dumpty and the Big Bad Wolf and the, you know all of that kind of stuff. And it's a super cool video game, very interesting, very fun to play, and it would have been an amazing adaptation. Uh, so now I was immediately disappointed, but um, yeah. So I'll, I guess I might as well start with how what I thought of the film, spoiler free. Uh, I thought it was a decent film. You know, it's um, it's got some good characters. Uh, I like how they kind of immediately give every person a role in the town and their own personality. Uh, and I particularly like the main stars, um, the main cop or force ranger that comes into play at the beginning of the movie. And then the girl who's like a post office worker and uh, the guy who plays Guillermo from, uh, mm-hmm. um, oh my God. what What we do in in the shadows shadows. yeah what we do in the shadows I thought they were really fun uh I got a few laughs like some of the jokes really hit with me and uh you know the horror part of it I guess the wolf part of it was a little weak and I thought that the setup were a little obvious like it was obvious to me who the werewolf was because the whole like the game Uh, you're trying to figure out throughout the movie who the werewolf is and i kind of guessed it right away in fact uh, my buddy mondo from the let's xp geek and gaming podcast uh he's like right away he's like is this the killer i'm like yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's it's so obvious but uh yeah it's still decent film decent kills and uh i think it's worth a watch
5: all right Yeah. I predicted it. Like, uh, like Sam at one point was like, who do you think the killer is? I was like, Oh, it's this one. I was like, cause it's always the one you least expect. And like, and I was right. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah. So I had like, no, I had no idea like this, anything about this movie whatsoever. Um, You know, then I heard it was based on a video game, which I mean, based on what, how you describe the video game, it's pretty much sounds like almost exactly how they decided to frame this movie um yeah it's like kind of like knives out like if you watch knives out um last year it's like a very similar concept um and like all the characters are like really good like you know you get it's like a really small town um so there's like what, eight maybe like eight or ten characters total in this like really tiny small town where they're trying to build like this pipeline through so you get like the really like the guy who's like trying to build the pipeline and you got like this uh you know this uh gay couple and you got uh that doesn't want to sell and then you know and so on and so forth but uh all the characters together are just great it's like a great ensemble cast i liked like all of them there wasn't like any character that i found like disinteresting. Like I thought all of them like did their thing and it was good. Um, you know, overall, like I liked it. Like I there's just like something there that I feel like was missing. And I really can't put like my complete finger on what it was. Um you know like it's funny, but like I there wasn't any like like laugh out loud moments for me personally. Like, you know, maybe like it could have been funnier. Um but you yeah, know it's like still a good movie. It's solid. I had a fun time with it and uh overall I enjoyed it.
4: Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I felt like it rolled very like smoothly and it was kind of like a back and forth with all of the characters. Um, I didn't laugh out loud, but I did chuck I chuckled out loud to myself. Like i there were a lot of moments like that just because the jokes did hit well, I thought. Um, but I really enjoyed um Sim. Sam Richardson who played the character of Finn. I thought he did so great in it. Like he was my favorite out of the whole movie. And then with Cecily, I don't know if you guys recognize her, but she's in the Sprint commercials. So when I saw her in this movie, I'm like, "Okay, girl, get your little movie acting on." Um, but I felt normally I can spot out like what's going on, but I thought it was the older white guy who wanted to build the pipeline. I thought it was him at first, so I kind of fell for the the little trick and stuff but I thought it was good and with Joe saying something was missing but we just can't put our finger on it I kind of feel like that too I don't know if maybe it was the the wolf part like the transitioning if maybe that was kind of a letdown because the quality was really well I was surprised I didn't really know that it was going to look so nice and be so professional if that makes sense but maybe it's the wolf transformation that we weren't really digging.
2: Yeah, I think the problem with this movie is it has an identity crisis. It's not funny enough to be a comedy. It's not scary enough to be a horror. It's like it's kind of hovering between a bunch of different genres and never really lands any of them. Um, I think that was a problem. I thought people were getting picked off a little too randomly. Like, uh, you know, it it was obvious who wasn't going to be the werewolf because... They weren't, giving a, they weren't given as much screen time as the others. And I feel that they were just kind of dying suddenly. Like they were just kind of, okay, well we're done with this character, let's just kill that character off. Mm-hmm. And not till later in the film do we get a few like surprise kills, I guess we can say. Uh, and you're right, Sam, the transformation was a little goofy. I, I wrote that the makeup reminded me more of like the thriller Werecat or Teen mm-hmm. Wolf than a yeah. scary werewolf uh, and I thought that was kind of terrible you know especially that you're kind of you know bringing the whole film essentially to this climax and the whole ending part felt a little rough like it didn't I don't know it wasn't scary it was just kind of weird mm-hmm. it just it just didn't really make sense to me the whole last I guess 15 minutes of the movie I thought we we're kind of rushed in a way and stuff like that uh, and the whole so Like I said, in the video game, it's you just sit around a circle, around a campfire, and try to figure things out. And they have a scene in the middle of the movie where this basically happens. But instead of a campfire, it's a fireplace, and then they're sitting in a circle. And they start talking for like, it must have been 15, 20 minutes. And I thought that scene slowed the whole movie down. Like, I get that you want to reference the video game, but that was a little too literal. And I thought that part kind of started taking you out of the movie it picks up a little bit later but you know they could have cut this movie down a little bit i think and cut a lot of that stuff out
5: yeah i the where like It's not even like a transformation really like all of a sudden she just like starts like it's not like what makes a great werewolf movie is the transformation and like they just don't really and I'm sure it was like budgetary reasons or whatever like is this really like I mean really like it's not really a horror movie like you said it's like so like I guess like they didn't really care so much about the transformation they're like that's a comedy like we don't Mm -hmm. like really have to do like uh, I know they're saying it's like a horror comedy but I mean I would call it a comedy slash horror more than horror you know horror comedy um so I just think they were just like "Eh, who cares about the world transformation like well you know but like it it just I'm just glad actually that there was a werewolf because for a while there I was thinking oh okay the werewolves within are just like the people in the town Mm -hmm. like they're all sort of like you know wolfy like turning on each other and stuff like that so I am kind of glad that we did actually get a werewolf because for a while there I was like oh man I'm gonna be so disappointed and actually Guillermo at one point makes the joke that like um you know oh, if that's really the the killer like i'm going to be so disappointed or whatever like that it's like exactly what the audience was thinking um so i thought that was like that was one of my like actual like almost laugh out loud moments in the whole movie was that one line um but yeah i mean it was very weak and i think that is definitely um is what brings it down for me it's just like such a lame werewolf and just like it's not like at that point the movie's almost over so like you don't even get like a good fight with the werewolf she just like dies so easily and they don't even follow the rules of a werewolf like i mean unless there was a silver tip on that uh, mm-hmm. arrow that kills her um but yeah i mean i would have liked to have seen more with the werewolf stuff i guess that's not really what they were going for in this movie i think really the basis was like these characters and them kind of turning on each other and they just kind of throw the werewolf part in at the end which maybe that's what's kind of what, like, I'm not loving about this movie, but, like you know, maybe I'm being a little tough on it. It still is, like, an enjoyable movie. Like, you know, it's... Uh, so, yeah. Anything else to add, Sam? Um,
4: I don't know. I thought not too much to add, but I liked the Axe place that they were at, and I was hoping that... <laughs> it was that a cool bar, yeah. It was a cool bar, and I loved that they were playing, like, the 90s music and Ace of Base and stuff, and that they did, like, the circle back to it but i was hoping he would kill her with an actual axe since that's since she told well if i say she is that spoiling it since like at the beginning of the movie she's showing him how to throw the axe and she's like act like you flip it once and then you kill it on the second flip so i was like oh that's how he's gonna kill the wolf like that'd be so cool that wasn't even what
2: happened (laughs) or he went on and on about snowshoeing so (laughs) you knew that was going to come back at some point too yeah Mm -hmm. uh the one character disappointment i had was i think it was marcus uh it's the big guy who had like the bear oh yeah he was was cool he was cool but i feel this character didn't really go anywhere yeah no like i thought he'd be like the big hunter that would figure it all out or Mm -hmm. Would have a massive fight with the
5: werewolf, but no, he's just kind of there. <laughs> and
2: yeah.
3: yeah.
5: Oh, can we, I, I loved the intro to this movie too, where it has like the quote and like it like plays this like really creepy music, and then it just says Mister. It's a Mister. Rogers quote. Oh yeah, quote. yeah right, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. do it. They do it like this, like really dramatic, like. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty damn funny. So, like, yeah. uh, have you guys seen this director's other movie, um, called Scare Me that came out last year, two yeah, thousand? that's the one where they
2: tell each other stories. Yeah, that they reenact in a cabin, right?
5: Yeah, oh, I had never, I I had never seen it, but.
2: Is I, it I a
4: horror it's... movie or is it kind
5: of a comedy it's as well? It's a comedy, car, comedy okay. horror as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I didn't like it personally. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I thought it was very long, like it just dragged on. You
5: guys said you didn't watch it. No. No. So yeah, but it's, it's got it's, it's, Chris, Chris Red in it, and I know Sam's a big fan of Chris Red. Yeah, it's basically Chris Red. Yeah. Why don't From I know that name, Chris Red?
4: Oh, I mean. He's a newer cast member. Okay. Not Sorry. crazy.
2: Yeah. It's just basically a story of two people who are in a cabin. They're two authors and they tell each other like horror story ideas that they have and they reenact it and then things oh, kind of happen. Uh, yeah. It's fun for a while, but it overstays its welcome. And by the end of it, I was just like, okay, this movie is like really long.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember how long hard. it actually
2: was, but it felt long, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, maybe at one time, it's on Shudder if anyone wants to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't have much else to say about this movie. You know, it's one of those, it's, it's fun. I'm happy I watched it. I liked it. You know, I enjoyed yeah. watching it. Uh, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I, you know, it was a fun yeah, movie.
5: Yeah. I'm like the same way, same. Like I, it's not going to make my top 10 I'm not expecting it to make my top 10, but it's like a, it's a good, like one-time watch. It has some fun moments for sure. And I, I think, you know, if you're in the mood for like a lighthearted movie, this is definitely a good one and you could do a hell of a lot worse. Uh, we, we, we. Personally, we got a screener for this, but it is available um, VOD uh, for rental right now. I'm sure at some point it might get on free streaming, but right now it's, you know, like a 3 or $4 rental if you want to check it out.
4: Um, I I don't know. I've, I don't know if this will be in my top 10 or not. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say yes or no, but I would actually rewatch this one like come winter. Like I would mm. kind of add, I might add it to like a winter rotation, you know?
5: No, yeah, the yeah the wind, I do enjoy the winter uh, setting in this. Like, mm-hmm. although I did notice the CGI snow, I thought it was pretty Come obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, it did. There were times it looked really bad, and um, like where like you could totally tell it was digitally uh, inserted. And then other times you couldn't. But there, fake snow
2: in movies, period, bothers me <laughs> yeah. to no end. It is so when you live in snow, and we, we all know this because I mean, you guys get a lot of snow too. Yeah. You, Snow is a certain way and movies rarely get it right unless it's real snow. So yeah, that was a bummer. Uh what do you guys rate this one?
5: Um, so yeah. So me, uh, I'm gonna say first of all, I would like wait on like renting. Like I would wait until maybe you get like a free stream on this or something like that. I wouldn't personally pay like the seven dollar rental for this one. Um, but you know, a- an enjoyable watch. Um Uh, I'm kind of torn on this one, but I, you know, I'm going to give it a seven. Like, I I think it's decent enough. The the ensemble cast was really good in it. Um, And yeah, not bad.
4: Yeah, I agree. The cast, I feel like you'll recognize a lot of the people in it from other things. But um, I'm going to give it a 7.3.
2: And I'm just above that at a seven point five. I, I liked it. I, I yeah, you know, I'm happy. I watched it.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
2: not going to make my. It is on my top ten now. It's number nine, but I mean, it's going to go down pretty quick uh, with the movies coming out. You hope? But, uh, <laughs> I fucking hope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even caveat, I put higher than this. You know. So yeah, I would uh, too. Yeah. But but still, I, I it's a decent film. I think it's a good one-time watch. I agree. I'd wait for you know Sh- Shutter or whatever uh, releases this film. But uh, once it does show up, I do recommend watching it once it's fun like it's a fun movie Mm -hmm. just nothing i'd watch again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so approved Mm -hmm. and next week we're i'm very excited because this has become an annual tradition Mm -hmm. and we are doing shark week um it's shark week as of july 11th i believe so we actually put out votes over the weekend uh we we're gonna review one serious shark movie and one not so serious shark movie and you guys all voted and the, there was a clear winner for the serious shark movie which is jaws is it
5: even a serious shark movie i mean it's <laughs> sort of so sort of
2: right like <laughs> yeah. compared, compared to what we're picking and right
3: in the ridiculous one
2: <laughs> so uh jaws 3d is going to be our serious shark movie and cruel jaws won by a little bit you know one by like three four votes Is going to be our ridiculous shark all movie. right uh, i can't yeah i'm very excited i mean they're both my picks so i got lucky uh, I, guess I didn't think cruel jaws would win like i i, I
5: didn't points. either honestly yeah i'm surprised i i've never seen it so i'm excited to, to try get it uh, out. so
2: i've already watched cruel jaws uh mm-hmm. i watched it the day that because i it it seemed to be leaning towards that way so i'm like i'll get it mm-hmm. advanced you know on the movie and honestly it's not that <laughs>
4: like, oh, okay you no know,
2: like it's not shark exorcist that's for fucking sure oh god but uh yeah no I'm 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 excited about talking about it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Cool. It's interesting enough. It's not like terrible like the other ones. Have I haven't seen past, so.
5: I haven't seen Jaws 3D in a long time either. So I'm excited to revisit it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I picked it because I it, love that's theme the park. SeaWorld one, right? Yeah, because yeah, I, I love right. theme park movies. So mm-hmm. I I,
2: had a f- I just felt like watching that one. So mm-hmm. I was gonna watch it regardless. It was gonna be my what watch if it didn't win, but. Uh, mm-hmm.
5: Sam actually has it on Straws Three D on vinyl. We found it like a store
2: back in Kansas. Yeah, (laughs) that's
5: awesome. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So thank you everyone for voting, and we'll be reviewing those two films next week. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, I think that's stick around for the interview. Yeah, stick around for the interview, Stephen DeRock. Yes. um, The Rage. Uh, Actually, all three of us were on this interview, which is a rare Mm -hmm. a rare treat that uh, there were three people on the interview. So that was fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I look forward to talking to you guys during Shark Week.
4: Yeah. Bye. Dun, 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 dun. That's oh, not a
5: Jaws. That was close.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the Horror God Podcast. Tonight, we have a very special guest. He is the writer-director of the multi-award-winning short film, The Rage, Stephen DeRock. How's it going, Stephen?
0: I'm good. Thanks for having me. That makes me feel... Maybe me sound like I'm so famous <laughs> here. You are.
2: <laughs> I mean, the success you have on this film is is fantastic. I've been following along and seeing all the uh, awards you're getting from all these festivals, which is awesome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what The Rage is about?
0: Yeah, I guess short way to sum it up. Um, it's pretty much as the synopsis is online. We have also, um, anyone out there, we do have an IMDb page. So if you happen to see the movie, uh, feel free to rate it. But um, the film is practically about a young girl decides to make a family visit and discover something horrifying. That's like short but sweet, gives you a little bit of what to expect. That's awesome.
2: So the first thing I want to mention right off the bat is the story was conceived by Lynn Griffin, who horror fans would know. She played in um, Black Christmas and a bunch of other stuff. How did it, How did you come together with her and come up with the story for The Rage?
0: Well, um, I interviewed her obviously back a while ago um, on my channel. And uh, I don't know, we just started talking and uh, originally she was supposed to be like the main part of the movie. Um, I worked for like a few months talking back and forth with the union she's a part of. This was just a lot of headaches and it wasn't really worth it as it was being my, like my first film. Originally it was like low budget. It was like a $1,500 film, which ended up being like a six over $6,000 film because we, we ended up raising like over six grand to make it. So that was awesome. Um, but, you know, I think I do want to make this short into a future. I think it'd be fun to put like a backstory and, um, you know, continue afterwards with the events that happened, how the short ended. Um, but uh, I would like to put her as a special role in the feature film if possible. Um, but you know Lynn she when she watched the film she was like kind of she, she was blown away like she thought it was super professional and super well done which meant a lot and uh, she's just she's a super sweet lady I mean we also did a private signing with her um, when we were doing our campaign for our film so I got to meet her when I was in Toronto and I also went to go see the Black Christmas House afterwards um, so it was a lot of fun she's great and I hopefully I get to work with her in person and get to direct her one day.
2: That's awesome. Uh, speaking of funding the film and kind of everything in the pre-production, what what was that like? I know you did a lot of crowdfunding, and uh, what was the experience of you know crowdfunding and kind of having all those perks and dealing with people and all that stuff? So can you tell us about your experience?
0: Well, um, you know, it's funny. It's like I was looking really super, like looking really forward to doing the Indiegogo route because I backed a lot of like film projects on that platform. Uh, but then once I started getting to like the statistics and how it works and behind it, um, they require like certain things in order for your campaign to get launched. So I I wanted to do it, but it does seemed like a lot of work. That's why I'm like, you know what? Let me see what I can do through just Facebook and Instagram. I know a lot of people on there, they'll see these posts and that way, um, you know, I can get the funds directly, organize the orders and just have everything aside. So I pretty much did pre-orders on everything. I think we did the campaign for like three months. um, And, you know, I ended up giving like certain podcasts like yourself, like discount code. So people that listen to your show would come to like our page and maybe buy a perk and get a discount with their purchase. So kind of like just like that, we you know, one thing that really helped too was doing these raffles, you know, I ended up raffling off a lot of cool, unique signatures and uh, doing that really uh, helped us get a good bulk of funds to
2: make the movie. That's great, yeah, I actually won one of those raffles. I got the Insidious poster, which was fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. Um, So what was the casting process like? Uh, What was your experience working with the actresses uh, in the film?
0: Oh, casting is probably my favorite part, but also probably one of the longest processes too. (laughs) Um, Our main girl that we used as Lori, she was like the second person, one of the, like, she was one of the first people to apply. And when I saw her audition, I was like, kind of like, well, I was like, she's pretty good. Like, I, I liked her right away, the tension. And you know, it's funny, um, maybe one day we'll release the, you know, the interview footage of, not interview, the audition footage, um, I should say. And uh, her audition actually was a scene that got cut out from the movie. Like the lines weren't even in there anymore. So, um, but no, it was a really fun process. To get everyone um, that was suited for the role, and you know, our main character of Claire, the old lady, um, she was actually one of the late, like I think she was one of the lot, like later character, last people to get casted because I was having a hard time finding her. So um, I'm glad I found her, and you know what? Uh, That was her first like movie, like main character role she's ever played. So, I really hope she gets some exposure and uh, people get to, uh, you know, hire her on more other s- projects of theirs. I know I'm producing a other feature right now and they ended up using her as an extra in their film. So, um, word of mouth. But no, it was great. I mean, I, I love seeing um, and meeting people uh, that were auditioning for the film it was lots of fun. And I'm actually like looking forward to doing that process again. Awesome.
2: Um, So one thing that you and I have in common is we happen to live in the most stringent COVID restrictions probably in the world. And I know that you filmed this project under a lot of those COVID restrictions. Uh, What was your experience having to deal with all that on top of it being your first film and stuff like that?
0: All I can say we got super lucky. Um, We literally shot this in September of last year. And the day after we finished shooting, we went into lockdown. So I was kind of like, oh my God, like I know technically like um, pr- film productions kept going on even though the lockdown still continued, but um, other, the, you know, the bigger productions have like, you know, the teams there that test you every day or before you enter the set and, you know, do all that stuff. So um, we didn't have that obviously cause we're like an indie short film production. But uh, no, we literally, it was a beautiful, we know, we lucked out on the weather too. The weather was so beautiful on the weekend that we we're shooting. And yeah, we got really lucky because the lockdown literally happened the day after we finished. So that was a good relief.
4: Wow. It's magical timing.
0: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: um, so this being your first uh, time directing, what would you say, like you learned the most and what will you pull from it the next time you make a your feature or your next short
0: great question um i learned the key thing of making a great film is you have to have a good professional experience cinematographer dp he already the guy we had was phenomenal uh he's worked on a bunch of like bigger productions like for netflix and like you know um home renovation shows and uh, he's worked on a ton but he had the equipment and you know he saw my vision and he believed in the project and he knew that you know he knew like obviously this was a low budget film he knew it wasn't gonna get paid much and he says you know it's fine just let me know what i can do and let me know what you can do for me type thing so um you know he was great and uh that's definitely one thing i learned about directing is first time is must have a good dp because they're the ones capturing your you know doing all the camera work I could have told them like everything you see in the film, the tracking shots, uh, the Dutch tilt shots, everything there were all my visions. I just told them what I wanted for each scene. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely one thing. Um, you know. And as far as other things too, um, I think making my first feature, which I hopefully will do soon, that's gonna be a way different experience for me because that's totally something different for as far as directing. Um, but I think what I've learned is that, uh, You know, you just kind of don't be afraid of just trying things on set that weren't originally in the script. Just kind of go with the flow. If it feels right, if it doesn't feel right, then change it. Like, you know, I'm not afraid to admit it. Things I've seen like in, you know, the film, my direct debut of The Rage, there's things after I finished editing it with my editor of things I would have done differently. So I know next time if I, oh, if I want to make this into a feature film, here's what I would have done differently for next time. Uh, You kind of just have to do what feels right. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but directing actors is a great process too. It was a lot of fun. Um, It's just, I've never done it before. So it's like your first time. It's like, it's a whole new world, but uh, hopefully next time I'll have more wisdom and words to say about, you know, directing a feature. Mm
4: -hmm. Since you mentioned that there were some things you would do differently, like what's one of the top three on your list that like irks your nerve?
0: Um, good question. Um, well, I'm trying to think of like there's a lot of there's like little things, but the little things that probably the audience won't notice so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens with a lot of films. You don't notice a lot of things unless you pinpoint something like errors or you know. Um, you know, there's just little, um, for example, the scene that we, you know, people that are listening to this, I'll say spoilers, I don't mind. This film's been out for a few months now. Um, but, you know, the, the best scene, in my opinion, was the closet scene, the whole buildup from, you know, the main jump scare of the film. If I can make this into a future film, I would have, like, a dead body pop out of that closet before the other jump scare, like an unexpected... It would have been really cool to do that, but the location that we're shooting at, the uh, closet was so small, so it was kind of hard to even pull that off properly. Um, but, you know, as far as the other things, just uh, content, uh, content, to, what's it, I can't say it. Continuity. Continuity, <laughs> continuity. Thank you. Continuity errors, just like little things like um, you might, uh, for the example, there was one of the ending scenes, the drawer was pulled out when you don't see her pulling the drawer out, or the light in the bathroom was on when the girl went to the bathroom and it was off before when she was walking the hallway. just little things like that, um, you know, even, uh, I don't want to point out everything <laughs> I know, <it's> like- <laughs> just little, just little things that you watch, because I've seen it probably over a hundred times from editing it. So like, oh my God, I would have done this so differently, or um. Even the same thing goes as for, for lines, too. Um, you know, there's some there's a little bit of dialogue that I probably would have rewrote differently, but that's OK, because it's just a learning experience. Yeah. And that's what I knew this was going to be for me.
2: Um, another standout to me with this film is the score. Uh, it's actually yeah. a really like, good atmosphere, and it really sets the tone for the movie. So how was that process, and how did that come about?
0: Josh Cook was her composer. He was brilliant. Um, I went, I I was going back, I was emailing back and forth with different composers, because I was trying to kind of find the right style. Um, I knew like, I I love John Carpenter's like sound of work, but I knew that I didn't really want that specific, maybe some little elements, but not as much, but I knew I wanted a lot of strings and a lot of violin, um, with the scoring. And, um, you know, it's funny, we were having, when we did the virtual premiere with the casting crew, he was telling us how it happened. He literally, the composer, the main opening theme that you hear at the opening credits and near the end of the film for the ending credits and kind of throughout the film, I should say too, like little same elements. Um, he thought of that, he woke up one morning and thought of it and wrote it down. Like he started playing it and just came to him. It was very simple, but it was so effective, the opening theme. And as far as, you know, the atmosphere throughout the film, and how it builds up with, you know, it's a lot of distortion sounding uh, keyboard uh, as far as like, you know, the main jump scares and the action scenes with a lot of that. And I was looking for that. I would have told them, don't be afraid to use the music as much as possible because I think music is one of the most important things about film, especially horror films. That's what kind of scares you. So I'm like, try to make the scoring as unsettling but also not too annoying like for the audience to hear it. But I, I want—I definitely wanted unsettling sound to the scoring and I, I think it worked really well. He did an amazing job.
4: Yeah, I feel like the music is a character on its own. It's mm-hmm. really nice.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. So the film has, like you
2: said, has been out for a few months now, uh, specifically at festivals. And mm-hmm. like I said before, you've been cleaning house around North America. Yeah. Uh, how rewarding is that as being a first-time filmmaker that's winning so many awards?
0: Honestly, unexpected. I didn't like, yeah. I was like, I was like, um... I, don't, I was like, if I could, like, get, like, I, you know, at the beginning, because I've never submitted to, I haven't been involved with the festival circuit, so when I started submitting, I'm like, okay, it'd be, let's try to submit to, like, maybe 20, 30 festivals, see what happens, you know, if I get selected, that's awesome, um, and, you know, if I get a war, that's just icing on the cake, um, and then once I started, like, getting all these awards and different things coming through i'm like okay i guess people really like this um because you know i think being the filmmaker of the movie you're so um spect uh, shows a, step- a spectacle of your- yourself you're not like com- you're not i should say you're not confident in yourself you're you know and then when people see your work i guess uh you prove yourself wrong and uh i, I know it's good it's uh it's inspiring for me especially too because i know hey people watch you know like what I did this time around. Let's see what I can do next time and how I can improve my work. So, uh, no, it's it's been great being awarded, and uh, I'm super excited. We have four screenings coming up this month, so I'm uh seri- you know, excited and curious to see how uh, the audiences around the world are going to be, you know, reacting to it and liking it.
4: You said that you submitted it to twenty to thirty film fest.
0: Yeah, now Oh
4: my gosh. Okay, I feel like that is confidence. Like I would just do, let me submit it to this one.
0: <laughs> you know, it's very overwhelming. Um, there's thousands of festivals to submit to and it's, it's insane. Um, by now, I've probably submitted to close to a hundred just because wow. there's so there's so many horror ones um, within North America, mainly US. Not There's some here in Canada. Um, what I've been trying to do is I'm, I've been trying to submit to strictly just horror festivals or if festivals have a horror genre, um, category to submit to besides that. I don't, I wasn't, I didn't really want to submit to festivals that does have an open genre category. Cause it's going to be harder to win that time around or get select, I should say not win, <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, yeah, by now, you know, I have other announcements too, that I'll be making, uh, but you know, it's just kind of waiting and seeing on, a uh, upcoming festivals and where we get selected next and uh i publish all that stuff online but it's been a cool it's a great experience
5: have have you attended any of the festivals and like no i I want
0: to so bad because (laughs) like you know steven would know we're in canada so like we can't go past the border i really wanted to go to the one in la um this month because that was like a huge deal we're like we're one out of six selected to play at this la festival and uh you know there was like you know people from the industry are the judges, like there's people from Universal, Sony, and like all these other corporations. I'm like, oh man, that would be great to like network with these people. So, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, fingers crossed, maybe a distri- I have like distributor or somebody reach out to me and, uh, you know, as you know, the business is all about connection. So um, I don't know, uh, you know, we do have actually a Toronto one uh, screening uh, this September that hasn't been announced yet, but I'm hoping to get all the cast and crew Um, reunited because I would love to see it on the big screen. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: it'd be nice to see anything on the big screen right now in (laughs) in Ontario. Um, So speaking of your career, which horror films and directors have been an influence uh, for you?
0: Yeah, definitely John Carpenter. Um, You know, Halloween's like my favorite movie. And that was like the one, like the probably the first like major R-rated movie I ever saw um john is great but i remember you know wes craven he was great too i remember when he passed wes craven i was like that was probably one of the deaths that hit me the hardest um i don't know it was just he seemed like such a he was such a gentle source gentle soul and just so you know creative and uh it was too bad because i know that he sometimes did conventions and i was always hoping to meet him one day but you know but uh no i admire his work and uh i love you know it's funny you say that i love when i'm writing uh, I like to listen to scores that either you know John Carpenter did, or like other scores from like you know films of Wes Craven, or you know any great classics out there. But uh, definitely Wes Craven and John are my two favorite like directors.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you think you're going to stick with horror films as far as a uh, like filmmaking career? And if so, what subgenre of horror would you like to tackle next?
0: Good question. Um... I think I will, I'm not going to stick fully with horror, but I still want to do horror because it's just, it's so fun to do. Um, you know, uh, I have ideas rolling, but you know, any people out there, unless you're, you're a good, confident writer in yourself, um, writing is like that one of the hardest part out of making a film because without a script, you got pretty much nothing. So right now I've just been dotting a bunch of ideas because I, I have like a, lot on what I want to do next as far as a feature horror film, I think would be something that really has been done before, um, which I'm excited for, but it's just putting everything together that makes it flow. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. Um, you know as far as I want to try different things too. you know what, one of my favorite genres besides horror is upcoming of age films. Um, I think those films are super important to view, especially when you're like around that age. Um, John Hughes has made a big impact on me. I love his movies. He's done so many classics. Um, I just think, um, you know, telling stories around that period of time is so important because you're kind of figuring out what you want and who you are. And, uh, you know, from my life experiences too, I think that would, I kind of want to mold that into a script. So I think that'd be fun to do and, you know, uh, awarding. Um, But uh, as far as now, um, I'm, producing uh, a kind of a drama sci-fi feature and um, also one that's um, kind of, at, it's action-based and it doesn't really have any dialogue. So it's like, a, it's, a, it's a different kind of unique film. It's like, it's a fighting film, but it's a unique spin to it. Um, but I'm just doing little things. I'm more so, you know, I, I would like to get more directing gigs because obviously that's what, what I would like to do. But, um, you know, step-by-step, I don't mind helping out in other productions as different positions, but uh, no, as far as horror, I mean, I'm always going to want to direct horror movies, no doubt about that. I mean, it, it's so fun to do. It's just finding the right story and the right script in order to do it. Awesome.
2: And going back to The Rage, uh, is, where can people see The Rage? And where can people like follow you to get news about that movie and future projects that you're working on?
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. So uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Our username is at the rage film. Um, You guys can just, you know, look that up on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I think if you just look up on Facebook, the rage, it should pop up as a movie page. And if you go on uh, Instagram, just type in at the rage film. Um, And also, as far as me, uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, my personal account, that's geekoutcinema. Um, but, you know, I will be posting updates, I always do, I, I probably make a post like once a week on our um, social media pages for The Rage, just about news and updates and what's going on, where screening next, or, um, you know, different nominations or awards, so I post all that stuff on there. Um, as of now, I can tell you a few screenings for your viewers, uh, if they're interested. Um, we have PopCon International Film Festival, that's going to be taking place. Uh, July 8th to 11th um, and Pictures Up Film Festival that's taking place July 9th and 8th that one's in LA. PopCon International Fest, PopCon International Film Festival is in um, Indianapolis and then we also have Oregon Scream Week um, that's taking place July 16th to 17th and the last one this month is uh, Indie Horror Film Festival I believe that one is an online festival the other three are in person but uh, yeah, uh, anyone that's listening, just feel free to follow us on, as I said, at The Rage Film on Instagram or on Facebook. Just type in The Rage. Um, and uh, our username is I'm just looking to on our Facebook page. The username is at The Rage Film. So, yeah, if you guys want to keep posts with any updates, uh, make sure you go follow us there. And as I said, if you guys want to check me out on Instagram on my personal account, it's at Geek
2: Awesome, and and also just for our audience, uh, check out uh, the YouTube channel. He's got some great interviews. He's interviewed some really cool names. Uh, yeah, I, I totally enjoy all the stuff you've done on there. So,
0: thank you. And yeah, I I, have, I know I've been on a hiatus for a long time. I haven't really been doing a lot, but you know, I've been focused on other stuff a bit right now. I mean, you know, just working um, and doing like little side things. Like I started playing the drums again, so that's fun. But
3: oh, nice. Um,
0: Just like, you know, I am coming back because I've been talking to people that I want to get on, like, as a guest on the show. So I will be publishing more content soon. So hang tight. That's awesome.
2: So thank you very much, uh, Stephen, for taking the time to come on. Uh, the Rage is awesome. And we're super happy to see how much success it's had. And yeah. we can't wait to see what you do next in your career.
0: Thanks again. Thanks again, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. It's been great Yeah, of course.
2: You. Th- thank you very much, Stephen, for, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Stephen. Uh, for coming on. We really thank appreciate you. it. Mm-hmm. it All right. I appreciate it, too. Yeah. Awesome. Have a good one. Yeah, Best of luck. Take right. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. to talk to you about something, because it's making me nuts. I'm uh, a werewolf.